welcome to the Feeling Well with Elle podcast. My name is Elle Shacklady and I'm a fitness coach with a passion for all things self-development, wellness and balance. This is a weekly wellness podcast where I'm giving my two pence about my own experiences or my own research that's helping me stay well. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Feeling Well with Elle podcast. I hope you are doing well. Today we're going to be talking about friendships and I wanted to talk about friendships because I feel like it's a relationship that kind of slips under the radar sometimes and I wanted to talk about the different types of friendships that we have, maintaining friendships and even losing friendships as well. And for me, friendships are the family that we pick and it's important that we do pick the right type of people or the right kinds of people to be in our life. And it's important that the role that they play in our lives is a good one and not a bad one. And me personally, I do feel really lucky with the friendships that I do have in my life now. As a 25 year old, I've still got the same friendship group that I had when I was 11 or whatever. Like I've been friends with them for so long, all through school. It was where we all met properly and became a, a group. And we are just as close now as we were then. I also do have other friends who are kind of more, um, what's the word? more distant friends so I don't see them every day I don't speak to them every day sometimes I don't see them for months and months but like when I do see them it does feel really good it's, it's just reconnecting with them it's almost like all that time that we've had apart has never been there and these friends are typically friends that don't live very close to me live further away Um, we have very different lives very different jobs and it's a lot harder to stay connected And then I've got friends who are more like acquaintances, so if I send them in the street, I'd say hello and maybe have a quick catch-up, but other than that, we probably wouldn't do much more than that. And I think social media helps as well. Social media helps people stay connected because you're able to see people's lives and what they're up to. You're able to comment on it, reply to stories, reply to photos, videos, and you're able to chat that way. And when I've been looking at friendships and looking at reading and research about friendships, there are two types of friendships that I, you can't, I did know about, of course I knew about because I've definitely had my first year of experiences with them, but I didn't really know that there was a name for them. So the first one is short-term friendships and this is a friendship that's based off mutual gain. So it's you give something and I give something and that is why we are friends. So this is more of a convenience kind of friendship. So an example could be, say, if you are at work and work are having a Christmas party and you don't want to go on your own. So you make friends with someone there and it's kind of like, yeah, let's go together and we'll be friends. We'll go together. That's just convenience for that one time that you both need something, you need a companion. And this is more a surface level friendship and I don't wanna say the word use, but it kind of is relevant. It's kind of like you're both using each other for something. These are the types of friendships that you probably won't have long lasting connections with or friendships with. It's very unlikely that if you said, hi, I'm going on holiday tomorrow, I really need someone to drop me at the airport. It's very unlikely that they'd wanna do that and probably unlikely that you'd even wanna ask them to do that anyway. 
And then we have the long-term friendships. So this is pretty much the complete opposite. These are the friendships that are based off emotional support and a family-like connection. And these are the types of friendships that help you grow as a person, encourage you to be the best person that you can be, encourage you to do new things. They support you, they love you. All these traits are what make up a long-term friendship. And these probably are the friends that would drop you at the airport, that would come over if something bad has happened, or you just need someone to speak to who will check in and ask you how you feel and how you're doing if you need any help. And my personal opinion of friendships in general is that I believe that everybody has a role to play as a friend. So whether that's just in a friendship group or a one-on-one friendship, I believe that everybody has to be able to give something to the friendship and whether that's being able to teach them something or learn them something or give them a certain kind of support or all these different things. What well, It could be anything. It could be like you are the funny friend and you just show up and make everybody laugh. Like That is something that you are giving to the friendship. And not to be really cheesy, but I'm definitely one of them people who thinks that we can learn something off anybody so yeah the bar is quite low if you want to be my friend because i i'll probably learn something off you so and with the short-term long-term friendship it's understanding that some people come into our lives in a friendship way and they have a short-term role whereas other people come into our lives as a friendship to have a more long-term role and i don't think either one's bad because they kind of serve the purpose at the time or serve the purpose in the long run but it's understanding that different people are going to come in and out of our lives and it's not necessarily a bad thing either. I want to talk about how you actually maintain a friendship and like with any other relationship, if you're in a relationship with a romantic partner, you don't just get into a relationship and then just stop working on it, like you're constantly working on your relationship and I think it's kind of the same for friendships, like if people aren't making the effort or aren't really bringing anything to the table so to speak then it's not really going to work like it can't be a one-way friendship just like it can't be a one-way relationship with a romantic partner if someone is giving and giving and giving and then getting nothing back a relationship is not going to be maintained to maintain relationships I think it's so so important to schedule time in to to chat to see them to be around them to see how they are and this probably sounds a bit like over the top like why would you have to schedule time to see a friend like friendship should just work and it should be easy and it shouldn't take anything away from your usual day-to-day life but I do disagree with that because nowadays as an adult everybody is busy everyone has got their own lives everyone's got their own jobs their own their own lifestyles their other friends other relationships parents literally all sorts people have got all sorts going on in their life and if you just think oh well the friendship will just work it will just find its way it's not gonna sorry to be blunt but it's not and to maintain a friendship and schedule time in I don't think it's that big of a task and I don't think it takes that much effort like you could send a text to somebody in one minute you could give them a call for five minutes and see how they are I think what is a game changer for me personally is I just love a group chat. I think if you're in a friendship circle and there's several of you rather than just being a one-on-one friendship, I think group chat is just always the way forward because 
if someone is there could be three people talking and three other people have been really really busy that week and they've not been able to to check in with everybody and see how everybody is but next week the other three people that were busy might not be busy and they can catch up on what's been going on and I just think it keeps everybody in the loop and everybody connected and even just having quality time together the majority of friendships are based around like a a mutual interest or a mutual sense of humor or there's usually something that the friendship group have in common and use it use whatever it is that you have in common use what you guys find funny or what you enjoy doing whether that's going on a walk or going out drinking or going clubbing all these different activities that you can do whether it's just sitting in watching a film having a sleepover with your mates like maybe that's what you guys enjoy to do and do it put the time in to do that and I guarantee that it would make you just feel better to just spend some time with friends I think it gets you away from the standard day-to-day shite that everybody hates and it's just nice to just let loose and just have some have some enjoyment have some nice time with your friends Another thing to maintain a friendship is to actually be forgiving. And I think this is particularly important in long-term friendships. When I look at my friendships that I've had, like I mentioned, my circle of friends, we've been friends since we was literally 11. And some of them were even younger than 11 when they first met. So if I held them accountable for everything that they did or I did when we were literally children we would not be friends i've mentioned it before on this podcast but i am a big believer in that people do the best with what they know at the time and people are brought up in different ways people have different ideas of what a friendship and what a friend actually means so when you are quite young and you are trying to navigate friendships and make friends and stay friends sometimes it doesn't always work out the way you think it's going to work and I think sometimes that if you know that this is a friendship that's worth saving or this is a friendship that adds something good to your life then sometimes you do just have to forgive and forget everybody grows at different times everybody matures at different times and sometimes you do just have to take it on the chin learn from it you learn from it they learn from it and you just have to move on I know that when I look back now I could probably say several things that me and my friends have done when we were younger that probably weren't great or were just stupid and immature and petty and all of that and it's just forgotten because we were just kids then and we didn't really know any better and just following on from that point of being a forgiving person within a friendship I think it's a lot easier to forgive if you know that someone's intentions are pure so by that I mean that when things have happened that there wasn't a kind of malicious intent behind it or they weren't trying to make you feel like shit all these different things that they did have pure intentions but maybe something's just got a bit lost along the way maybe they was kind of influenced by the wrong types of people maybe they didn't really realize what they were doing themselves but I do think that the worst trait that a friendship can have or a friend can have is jealousy and I just think jealousy you should never ever be jealous of your friends ever regardless of what it is like jealous of their career the way that they look the friends that they've got the partners that they've got like anything like that I just don't ever think you should be jealous because you should have pure intentions for your friends of that you want them to be happy and you want them to succeed and you want them to be successful in the career or you want them to be happy in a relationship and to be jealous of that 
it just doesn't doesn't add up for me and it makes me think that whoever is jealous needs to do a lot of work on themselves to make sure they're secure in their own skin and jealousy comes from a scarcity mindset rather than an abundance mindset so by being jealous that a friend has been promoted at work is coming from the mindset of well there's not enough promotions to go around and there's only one promotion and now they've got it which isn't true you can get a promotion as well in your job like there is enough goodness and success and all this good stuff that's happening to friends there is enough to go around to you as well and I think it's really important to understand that because you could potentially be bringing down your friends just because you're jealous and you're insecure and that leads me on nicely to the next bit of letting friendships go And like I mentioned earlier, I believe that everybody comes in and out of your life for a purpose. And sometimes when friendships are let go of and end, you kind of have to just take it as well. I've learned a lesson from that friendship and just move on and move forward. And now I don't think I've had a friendship in my life as an adult where I've had to cut somebody off or I've had to literally say look this friendship isn't working for me and I don't want to pursue it anymore I've never actually had that as an adult I've definitely had it when I was younger but it's not it's not quite the same I think when you're younger a lot of it's quite petty and stuff so I wouldn't really say I have any bad blood towards things that have happened to me when I was younger but as an adult I have definitely had friendships that have kind of just fizzled out and we've kind of gone from being what would have been seen as a more long-term friendship to more of an acquaintance. But I think to be able to actually cut off a friendship because it's no longer serving you or it's literally bringing you down is such a strong characteristic that you can have in yourself to be able to have the ball to actually do that. And we do, we spend so much time with our friends that if it isn't serving you, you need to end it, you need to cut it off because it's just going to bring you down and down and down in the long run, stop you from doing things that you want to do, stop you from possibly making other friends that maybe are better suited to you and your needs. I think for me personally, my kind of toxic trait in terms of friendships is that I can be quite quick to shut things down before they've even started. So I can just, I feel like I can just tell a mile away, like, if I will get on with a person or if we've got that kind of vibe where we just click and if we don't have that, I'm just a bit like, oh, well, I'm not really bothered, like, I don't really want to put my time and energy into it and I don't really want to give people a chance and I'm not saying that everybody's lining up to be my mate, that's not, not what I'm on about, but it is something that I do think I need to work on a little bit to be a bit more open-minded to potential friendships and I I can go into it and know that not everybody is going to be a long-term friend maybe some of these people are more short-term friends so the likes of people that you meet in work and that are on your team in work it's like yeah they're your friends in the now but when you move jobs or you go to a different company or whatever are you really going to stay in contact with them probably not sometimes you do of course but for the majority of the time you don't really stay in contact with them but you can still be friends in the now and still enjoy the friendship that you have currently and that's something that I tend to just avoid because I just think well what's the point what is the point because you're not my kind of person I'm not your kind of person and there's just no need then I'll just give up before I've even tried to to let any kind of friendship grow from it and to be honest it's not an awful trait of mine because I'd rather have 
a smaller friendship circle and have them be more quality friendships rather than having lots of different types of friends and they're all kind of not not of the quality and standard of friendship that I would want. In the Vex King book called Good Vibes, Good Life, I, it's in this quote, which I think sums it up in terms of volumes of friendships. It says, simplify your circle of friends, keep those who add value to your life, remove those who don't. Less is always more when less means more. And I think that just sums it up. That just sums up how I feel towards friendships anyway. I think I'd want to do another episode in the future about friendships, but maybe more about actually making friends and how you do it. Because maybe it's something that I can give a go-to, try my hand at and kind of talk about how I get on with it um, on the podcast. Because I know a lot of people actually do struggle with making friends, especially as an adult, like someone in the 20s trying to make friends is so difficult like where do you even meet friends to make them and it's not like oh you can just go over to somebody randomly when you're out in a restaurant and say hi do you want to get coffee like it's a bit weird isn't it so where do you actually meet friends and how how do you actually do it so I think that might be um something for another episode so I was quite intrigued about the psychology behind friendships And I remember when I did psychology at A-level, we did touch upon friendships, but I can't really remember much of it. But when I was looking at the research into friendships and like how we pick friends, like how many friends we have, all that kind of stuff. And the research actually suggests that we have the most friends in our lifetime when we are young or up to our mid-twenties. And from then upwards or onwards, the our friendship circles start to taper off and they get a lot smaller and I think this kind of links in with why do we find it quite difficult as an adult to make friends as opposed to being a child at school and it seems so much easier to make friends it seems like you've got a lot more friends and basically what the research suggests is that when you're younger you are more concerned with almost like popularity so you have a lot of friends due to a sense of identity basically whereas when you get older time is a bit more of the essence and you focus more on quality rather than quantity so the time that you do have you want to spend quality time with people who enrich your life which does make sense but my guess would have been that it's harder as an adult because I feel like people are less accessible and by that I mean when you're at school it's almost just like there are hundreds of kids there so you can just pick who you want to be friends with or like you will know a lot of people so it's a lot easier for them friendships to form and you're all in the same environment for six hours a day or whatever whereas like when you're an adult like you could be in an office job where nobody in that team or in even in the office or department is your age they could be a lot older a lot younger and I think it's quite hard to actually make a friendship when you don't really have a lot in common to start with but the research kind of flips that point on its head because we are actually whether we know it or not intentionally making our friendship groups smaller and smaller as we get older so maybe it's not that it's harder to make friends maybe it's just that we want less friends another part of this that I found really interesting 
was about when it comes to picking friends and who we want to be friends with, that attractiveness plays a part in it, as we tend to be more drawn towards people who are attractive or what we deem attractive, or we think they're of a similar attractive level to us. And this takes me back, I actually do remember something from my A-level psychology, thank God I did that A-level, um, where we had to do, I don't know even know why we did this, is this not the most pointless task ever, but we got shown like pictures of, well, they were couples, but we didn't know who was in the couple, so it was just random pictures of faces of like random men and women, and then we had to put them in the couple that we think they would be in. And we got told no context. We are just like, put these into pairs. Who do you think suits? So the whole class did it. And when everyone's shouting out their answers and stuff, everyone pretty much got the same people. And then when they actually told us like what the whole point of the task was, it was that people in romantic relationships go for other people who are of a similar attractiveness or attractive level, whatever. And I just thought that's quite interesting that we do that with friendships as well. And I, I mean, I'm not proud to admit this, but when I went traveling, I went with a tour group. And when I met everybody on the tour group, obviously you're trying to make friends, you're trying to get to know people, see who you click with, who you don't, because there's a lot of people in the tour group. So it's, it's unlikely that you're going to be best friends with everybody. And I remember one of the girls was there and she came and I literally had a humongous suitcase that weighed probably more than me, ready for my backpacking trip around Asia. Yeah, uh, that was a big mistake. But anyway, <laughs> that's not the point. And she came and she'd had a almost like a day backpack with her and that was it. And she'd done, she was saying that uh, through the airport, she didn't even check her bag in. Like her bag was that small, it counted as carry-on luggage. And then she was saying, like, my aim was to travel Asia with just hand luggage. And I was like, what the fuck? How? How can you come to the other side of the world with a carry-on bag? Like, how? I just could not process how that would be even possible in my head. I need a big check-in suitcase for, like, a long weekend away. Anyway, and I kind of... When when I heard that and what she was saying, she was American as well, and I was a bit like, mm, we're probably not not on the same level. And eventually, when I actually got to know her, she was so nice, so lovely, and we got on so well. It turns out that she had family in Manchester. Her dad was actually from Manchester, so she like twos and fro's between America and Manchester a lot. And she had like a proper English sense of humour, and we just kind of just got on really well and I think this just proves the research not necessarily on attractiveness but I was almost put off by her because I just thought well we're so different we're just so different you're American I'm obviously not American you've brought hand luggage I've brought my entire house and now I look back and I think well I'm clearly a judgmental cow and I could have potentially not got to know this really lovely person just because I thought, oh, we're just not alike, like, you're not my kind of person, I'm not your kind of person. So although the research probably is right that we tend to gravitate more towards people who are of similar to us, like, of a similar attractiveness, similar just in nature, I don't think it's always the best, do you know what I mean? Sometimes you've got to just push through that and actually get to know somebody as a person and then go from there. Moral of the story is 
Don't be an arrogant, rude cow like me and actually give people a chance. So that is it for today's episode about friendships. I feel very lucky and grateful for all the friendships that I have in my life, have had in my life and what they have taught me about friendships. So I will love you and leave you and I will see you in the next one. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.